0: Love Talk Radio. What's good? This is Savvy, aka Savvy Raw. You're listening to Savvy Sessions where spirituality meets reality here on Hot Words Hot Topics. Kick back, listen and learn. Join the chat 563 999 3742 Press 1 to comment or show some love. Welcome. I am Savvy, Savvy Raw. You are tuning in to Savvy Sessions, broadcasting in California. This is Hot Words, Hot Topics on Blog Talk Radio. Let me give a quick shout-out to some other listeners that we may be having on right now in the U.K., Canada, Nigeria, South Africa, Germany. I hope everybody is well. Thank you for tuning in. Listen, this show today we're talking about sacred energy exchange and soul ties. Now listen, I didn't mention this is where spirituality meets reality, okay? So we're talking about some practical stuff when it comes to sex and masculine energy and feminine energy and relationships. Oh so yeah, this was an adult conversation, but we're going to break some things down for you real good, okay? I have a guest listening today, a featured guest. Hood, are you there?
1: I'm here. Can you hear me?
2: Oh, okay.
1: Can y'all hear me?
0: Yes, yes. This is Gigi, the storyteller. We can hear you.
2: Welcome to Savvy Sessions.
1: Thank you all for having me. I feel so honored and privileged in this moment. Yes, yes,
2: yes. yes.
0: Most excellent. Yes. So listen. You know what? Let me let me back. Let me back up. Can I back Uh, up for a second?
2: Let's back it
0: up. I I need to properly introduce you. All right. This is the Hood Mystic, Kyrie Anthony, author, astrologer, father, self-taught and intuitive, could brings a study in mysticism that masters respect, but also children can comprehend these messages. All right, and this this is what he says: says Kyrie believes in you probably more than you believe in yourself, and this is the message he's been spreading faithfully since 2015. I had to do it properly. What's good, Missy?
1: Peace, much respect. What's up, Savvy? How you feeling this
0: I'm feeling great, and I'm glad that we got you on What's today because I know. You're gonna take things above and beyond. Um, how, how do you how you feel how you feeling today? What 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 is your what is your what is your introductory view on the topic for today? No, and it's important for people to know about.
1: Oh, it's crucial, man. It's like um, one of the things. If I didn't have a proper sacred energy exchange, if I wasn't in alignment and understanding the soul tie that I exist in, I wouldn't be present in this conversation with you. You know, I think as a man, I was always searching for my wife. And as I'm understanding it, that's a vital part of my life. You know what I'm saying? Everything that I do rests within that sacred enemy, that, that sacred energy, that masculine, that feminine bond in real life. Man, it's everything. So... I just want to talk about it, share some knowledge, wisdom in that subject, and hopefully help somebody out here in these streets.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. So, get, can you give everybody just a little bit of insight of who who is the hood mystic? Like, how did you get even into being the hood mystic?
1: It's real. It's real simple to the point. You know, it's not no long drawn out story. I was listening to Red and Blue Pill, and this ain't no disrespect to them. I love those dudes, but I used to listen to them all the time, you know, no the media. And my cousin, since I used to listen to them all the time, my cousin got mad at me. He he smacked my phone. My cousin probably like five years younger than me. He smacked my phone out of my hand because I'm getting him into tarot. I'm getting him into all the spiritual stuff. He smacked my phone out of my hand. Like, why don't you start a channel, man? You know more than them. And I know he was trying to just pump me up, but that's when I was like, all right, because I already had the name, already had what I was going to do in my mind. But then once mm-hmm. he like smacked the phone out my hand, uh, when it started to, when I looked, my domain was available, com, And I said, okay, I'm going to support my YouTube channel and my blog simultaneously. And uh, that's how it started. And for me, I knew that it was a lot of things that I just did not know, but a real stickler for learning. And the best way that I learned is like writing it, speaking about it, talking about it, and then having a library. So essentially what you have with my YouTube channel, my blog, is things that I've learned <laughs> ever since 2015. Not everything, but essentially I try to keep track of everything. I try to document as much as I can because that's what the scholars did before me. So Hood Mystic is just that. It's a library of knowledge, you know what I'm saying, where I'm free to share and I love to share. So that's kind of how it started, and that's where we are today. That's good.
0: I know when I first – I feel like when I started my YouTube channel, you were like the first person to kind of like see it. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, because coming into a lot of <laughs> co- coming into a lot of knowledge and information and, and your own healing experiences and stuff like that, like it's difficult to really find people who are sharing that kind of stuff. So me myself, that's what I was doing. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna start a channel. And so it's like, you mm-hmm. know, I started seeing people, seeing people, and then I saw you and a couple other people that be, you know, on a on a Love life. You know, that was like the mm-hmm. first one and first channels that I that I seen. I'm like, oh man, people are really like out here sharing what they're going through and talking. And talking about it, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I had just been following you for a while, and I'm like, man, he gets, he, you get into some stuff, like, all across mm-hmm. the board, you know what I mean? And I know. Let myself, me just I say, say, let like, me just yeah. say,
1: I just want uh-huh. to say, like, yo, YouTube, when I first seen yo YouTube channel, like, you really, like, you, you opened something up in me. I forget the actual topic that you were saying, but you are so like brilliant and so like much of a genius that I just love when you speak because it's like a light (laughs) because you, you like so smart and you so like well with words. So I just like, I always like, I wanted to share, I wanted to share you with the world. I want people to kind of see you like I'm always like you doing this and you growing and like, I think the world of you, I just want to say that too, because that's a very important part of why I seen you and I shared your videos because, like, you are a genius for real, for real.
0: I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Reflected and recognized. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like we, we, it, you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's deep when people talk about real experiences and coming through their healing, and you don't get that a lot, and that's rare. So I definitely appreciate you tuning in to what I got and everybody else that's been a part of the growth process and this is what we're talking about today and soul ties and connections and how we relate to each other but you know what y'all stay tuned we're gonna get into some deep stuff in this topic about sacred energies and sacred energy exchange and soul ties because it's deeper than rap y'all stay tuned
3: There we go, be weaving our off track You don't hit me back, cause I need you Taking me weak, but you gon' make me dead I get all my answers that say you Shut it up, you will go find it, you will find it, feel like you need Show me a sign that you could be mine, I'm looking for a little anyway. I'm in the background for where you left off, cause you got me on freeway in the love you you're involved I can take a good love When don't I've been waiting all
4: day Tell me all in my head With your actions I ain't the one Baby, I'm so thankful If you're lucky
5: You expect me to sleep. All right, I all
0: right, so all right, we are back. Y'all are listening to Savvy Sessions on the Hot Words Hot Topics Network on Blog Top Radio. We got Kyrie, the Hood Mystic Anthony here. We're talking about sacred energy exchange and soul size. This is where spirituality meets reality. Hood, you there?
1: I'm here with you. What's good?
0: All right, so listen, we are gonna jump right into this, man. So, personal experience. Mm-hmm. Listen, my relationships just teach you the deepest, the deepest shit. We gonna just keep it raw. Mm-hmm. And shout out, yes. shout out to my baby out there. Shout out to my baby, D Major. He out there working, but mm-hmm. being in relationships and growing with someone is. Mm-hmm. and learning yourself through that relationship and learning another person is extremely key to the to the development of your own spirit and how you want to progress on your journey can you just talk a little bit about the connection between two people and how that fosters growth and how the energy mm-hmm. works between that and, and I want to keep it to. We might have time to mention it. I want to keep it to a to to a heterosexual perspective, but you know we're talking about energy. Sure. And I know you have your sure. you have your divine partner, your queen, and all and and all sure. that. So just just talk a little bit about that. You know what I mean? And that that yeah. connection that you share with someone.
1: Yes, extremely important because the way that I could ex- describe it the best is that it's a puzzle piece, right? As a heterosexual person, right, if you're sexually active, then essentially part of you wants to connect with somebody, even if it's, you know, sexually, but maybe you don't know how to communicate. Maybe you don't know how to really sit in a long-term relationship and kind of go through the ups and downs, ebb and flows of relationships because abandonment issues, um, trauma, negative histories with men and or women. It's a big smorgasbord of what I like to call a shadow or just dark energy around people. And if we don't really exercise that, we'll bring that into our relationships. But yet and still, we still want to be successful, right? still want to reach the next level. We want to have all of these particular things. But in this society, it doesn't teach relationship skills, ethics, integrity, things of that nature. It's just mainly a free-for-all when it comes to relationships. But like I said, what if your relationships was that puzzle piece within a complete picture mm. and being ethical about it? understanding the nuts and bolts of it because like you might be extremely successful in achieving that success, but I feel like not having that puzzle piece, you're not actually present to even enjoy your success, even enjoy the money that you have because I can speak from personal experience. I wasn't awoke. woke, like when they say woke, being conscious, until my wife loved me consistently and I can trust that relationship. It was literally like a missing puzzle piece out of my reality and I see that for a lot of men, right? And a lot of women, to be frank, because everybody is doing what they do. And, you know, I'm a psychic and an astrologer by trade and people love to talk to me about their career. They love to talk to me about the things that they got get set up with their business and things of that nature, and it's always six months, a year later, still in that same energy because that seventh house in astrology, that eighth house in astrology, that love and sex piece, like the mechanics of it, the conversations surrounding it, how can you handle the fact of your supposed woman having sex with other men before you? And you have a conversation to it and through it so you can get healed on that and then as a woman do you understand why your man would be hurt because of that or do you just be like he that don't matter <laughs> you know what i'm saying right, so right. we can grow <laughs> we i'm gonna just say this we can grow exponentially through our relationships through our bonds but it requires a level of honesty but i don't think we're there yet as a society to even address these certain things,
5: for as a whole,
1: There's some people out here are doing it, but as a whole, mm-hmm. it about, it's kind of difficult. That's
0: de- that's definitely right. So you, I, I know, I, I know, I mentioned it. I don't know if y'all heard me. Like, like you, you, he's definitely into the astrology thing, and 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 mm-hmm. that's definitely a a, a a factor if you're into that. But one thing you right. mentioned in terms of being psychic and I know you didn't know know because we don't talk on a regular basis. We don't talk on a regular basis. We see each other shit, we say what's up, boop, 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 and it'd be just that. Yeah, but yeah, you didn't yeah. know that, that, that my man his 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 phone number, his phone number saved in my phone as a puzzle piece. Uh, that's it. It's not his see? name, it's a puzzle piece.
2: See? <laughs> that's that's, 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 uh, that's real life that's shit powerful. y'all hearing right now.
0: Like I I ain't never that's told powerful. him this ever. <laughs>
2: Never told him
0: this ever in life, y'all. This is real truth i listen to. This is where spirituality meets motherfucking reality. I was not playing about that. Uh, but y'all don't gotta believe me. We just gonna keep that real. We gonna
1: keep that real. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, sometimes they don't be ready, sis. Sometimes they don't
0: be ready for nothing like that. Like this is real. But yeah. listen, I, let me ask you one, one more thing real quick. So mm-hmm. when it comes to to When it comes to partnership, and because, you know, people out here, they, I don't, I, for myself, I didn't always know what my intention was when getting into relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know I found it important to know, like, even if you figure that out, maybe a little later, before, after you've even met somebody, like, what you really want out of this and what you want to do. And so before that, we just out here. You know what I'm saying? We just left and right with people. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, of course, we know higher levels that may not, they might have a different perspective. But what what do you consider to be the consequences of just carelessly or recklessly, however you want to put it, you know, going from relationship to relationship, just, just real quick?
1: Real quick, you know, for me, it's to awaken your reality to life, you know, because to have that sense of security is life for me. I don't understand why I want to get my credit together, why I be saving money, why I be investing. I be working out. Everything that I was ever supposed to do, I do it now because I don't live for me. I live for my family. So if you are a person that's personally invested in yourself, like you want to be your best self, invest in your relationship. You know, be around somebody that make you want to be your best self somebody that will support you in being your best self and vice versa. Think about life. What's more important than that? I can't personally think of anything more important than that. And I'm very fortunate and grateful to be in that position every day for good or for mm-hmm. worse. Like they say, you get married for better or for worse. I feel that every day. You feel me? But I will never, I don't ever seek to change it or want to change it. I want to be strengthened in it based upon overcoming certain things so yeah real quick it's a very important aspect
0: mm-hmm. all right we're gonna extend it a little bit then so it's because well, this is how oh, okay. i see it just come, come, coming from just coming from experience um it's like when you meet someone it when we're younger i feel like it's a it could be a young state of mind but we know when we get older sometimes we don't grow out of certain habits but it's like uh-huh when we get into relationships, we're not in it necessarily for the real shit. We're not in it to really be involved in a life and in, the, in each other's lives and really deal with life together. It's more so convenience shit. You know what I mean? Some people call them situation sure. You know what I'm saying? So, um, mm-hmm.
1: I what, think for the, me, I always your... wanted, I think personally, I always wanted to be successful. So I never really okay. looked at it kind of like, I'm going to use this person up or like, I figured like we was going to be successful together. My blind spot was people was kind of like, let's just have fun. Like, why are you so serious? Why are you so (laughs) driven? I I think it's different, you know, and that's kind of where we're at. You know, we're just trying to figure ourselves out. And if that's your goal, relationships really help you kind of see where you at and where you going because you, need that juxtaposition, or you need that support. I know exactly what I got because I tried it with so many different people. I don't even think that's good to say, but (laughs) I did try it, you know what I'm saying, and it didn't work out a lot of times because I think our intentions be pure a lot of times as men, and then it don't necessarily be like that on the other side. Like, you was just to have fun with. You know what I'm saying? For that time, especially at this Mm -hmm. age, once I cross over to 30, everybody that I meet is super serious. But it was never that serious energy when we were in our 20s. It was just like, hey, let's have fun. Let's kick it. Let's enjoy time. And it's just like that wasn't never to go. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a real big misconception about men when they relate into women. They are serious, <laughs> especially if they love you. They want to take it huh. up to that next level. But you know, right. sometimes it don't be that. It don't never be about fun for us, and that's where we kind of always get disconnected.
0: I think a lot I, of people I, break I, up
1: I, over money. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah, or or like like when you feel like that's why I say convenience because it's like when you feel like. When you feel like somebody is supposed to be responsible for something for you, whether that's like happiness or money or so, like that's mm-hmm. when you start to kind of, you know, them attachment styles start to start to creep out a little bit. I know you. We're gonna talk about shadow work a little bit too. For sure. Um, how would you? Here's a question. How would you? Because this is what we say. People be like, "I want a soulmate. You my soulmate." Uh-huh this was my soulmate because we we were so deep together and the connection was strong. Like, like, like how explain your definition of, of soul ties when it comes to soulmate. Mm.
1: My definition is everybody that you have sex with, you are kind of playing Russian, roulette, like, cause like you can fall into a situation where this person is obsessed with you because like y'all have sex or this person is madly in love with you because you have sex. So like it's 50 50 when you just kind of like getting into relationships randomly, a soulmate. I think that's a soul tie, a soul tie. You can have sex and it'd be like, all right, cool. Y'all go y'all separate ways, but that's not always the case. I feel like soul ties is Russian roulette. Soulmates is a different aspect. Like soulmates is somebody that, this is my personal opinion, before you was even born, y'all had a plan to meet each other in this life and fulfill a destiny together. And if you're able to be patient, purify yourself, speak your truth enough, because sometimes you might speak your truth and it'll push you out of a relationship. Soulmates is the person that's waiting for you outside of you kind of holding yourself back. And generally soulmates is such a powerful force that like, you know how Moses will split the Red Sea. Well, that's an actual concept of a goddess being uh, energy to help him get to where he needed to get to. So I think soulmates are in reference to your ultimate success, happiness, joy, love, pleasure, Honesty, communication, like, it's more than just a wife in a relationship or a husband in a relationship. It is super deep. I'll give you one quick example that I like to explain to people. Me and my wife's first child is named John. Now, we would have never named our child John, but we felt spiritually compelled to name that boy John. I got a third grandfather named John, John Walker. My wife got a third grandfather named John Walker. My 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 maiden family name is Walker. Her maiden family name is Walker. So we got an mm-hmm. ancestor that brought us together so he could reincarnate and he could be our son and his name is John. And we could and that to me is more important than any dollar that I could ever accomplish. That I was so aware spiritually to accept and seek and find and build with my wife up into the point of marriage, life, housing, and all it is, because spiritually that's what I was absolutely supposed to do. So whatever soul tie that I had, <laughs> I made it through mm-hmm. my retro left <laughs> I didn't get okay. capped, you know what I'm saying? And I made it through to get to my mm-hmm. actual soulmate. That's how I see it.
0: Right, yeah, that's beautiful, because what, what what you're talking about right now is the, the synchronicities that bring you together, the synchronicities, that, that, that the, the things that you share with someone that you're with, and if you're aware of that kind of thing, kind of leads you to understanding what the soulmate is all about and how your journey together, this is at least how I see it, how your journey together is aligned, but you know what, y'all stay tuned, we're going to get into more of this soul ties, all right, check us out.
5: Scoop you in that chariot Make me go the extra mile like Darius Make me fall on my pride and on my arrogance Though so I just met you deny but find out where it is Yeah, yeah, move with yeah, like Doku's, yeah, yeah you've been on the fine Now you freaking me to go to see where you've been on my mind Fuck like a mover, make the beat and shake it out of line Clean out this clever area yeah. Cause we don't waste no time, let's ride Call the past too what we to do? Yeah. Quarter past two. Lord, I constitute you on that double up. Now like you thinking your friend will bring a couple more. I hope this light never ends, that's how the story begins. Such a compatible friendship, check the whole horoscopes. Yeah, yeah, move to the beginning. Yeah, you get the damn. drink, I need you, that's my thing. We move them cheeks, just you and me, I'ma need you as a queen. We back down at Odyssey, and it's so gathering. You can love it, you can leave it out, yes, you go with me. Yeah, we call the past two. Uh, what we gonna do? Bounce. call the past two. I'm cutting off all my old friends I'm from the by the sea, for the ocean Take a scene, move, lean you, close, man. yeah Yeah, yeah, hop on the don't touch my shit I just might let you die Don't scratch my shit, don't catch my shit You just might get my ride My favorite kind is just my type You just might be my wife Shit, let me, you gon' text me Here's the baddies, send that you, son Uh, quarter past two Shit, books going on? One quarter past two Bad, you know it good, bad, you know bad, and All the all your friends all the fans all your friends Bad, and you know bad, and you bad, and
0: Yes, yes, yes. You're listening to Savvy Sessions on Hot Words, Hot Topics on Blog Talk Radio. Listen, if you're listening online, call us, 563-999-3742, press 1 if you want to join the chat because we're talking about sacred energy exchange and soul ties. This is where spirituality meets reality, and we have the hood mystic, Kyrie Anthony here with us, sharing some experience, sharing some knowledge. So I have a question for you. All right. And it's in regards to masculine energy and feminine energy. Mhm. And do you believe, right, because we talk about you know, like feminine energy being powerful and masculine energy being powerful, but do you believe that either the masculine or feminine energy has an advantage over the other? Like one is more powerful or influential? And why and how does that translate in our male and female interactions in our relationship?
1: Yeah, I don't think that masculine energy is more powerful than feminine energy. I feel that feminine energy is ultimately suppressed. So, therefore, it appears to the world and society that masculine energy is just just ahead of the game, you know, look at all the buildings, all of the structures and things of that nature, all of the physical reality that we're submersed in that we don't really value or understand the power of feminine energy. So my understanding of spirituality is uncovering feminine energy and understanding it and then using like, not using, but utilizing my wife as a, like the canvas of like, okay, this is what it looks like, or this is how it might work. Because essentially when I'm understanding about feminine energy, I can't really indulge in it too much because essentially I'm a man. So I have to go, I have to understand my masculine energy. My journey in my life is not my wife's journey as far as understanding our energy, but as a man and understanding masculine energy, it's my job to exercise my masculine energy. I no plan intended. But also, it's to kind of teach and be gentle about explaining what feminine energy ultimately is so one, it could become important to her or my daughter or any woman that I love, but also utilize as a when you understand it to be equals masculine energy to the world, it looks like a superpower to the world. It looks just like extremely OD and just like, you know, like Kali or Durga, like those are Hindu mythological goddesses that will drink your blood or, you know, just this grotesque, violent creature. Right. But essentially that's how men perceive a woman's power. And so, essentially, the table is never even. So, what we generally have is feminine archetypes. Okay, we got, like, Kim Kardashian's where you look good and you get a lot of money. So, maybe that's feminine energy. But, essentially, I try to explain it like feminine energy is the princess. The princess woke up and she was a billionaire. She didn't do shit. She just her daddy did all of the work for her and gave her everything. Essentially, this is feminine energy. So you, the power in femininity is in doing nothing. The power in masculinity yeah. is doing everything. But people not really ready for these conversations because generally mm-hmm. you get into a male and female relationship and you want your wife to, you know kick in on the bills, you feel me? Do this, do that. You feel like you want her to do stuff. But I'm trying to live in a life where my wife don't really do much of anything. But yet, and still, she is the foundation in everything that I am. So a lot of people look to me for a lot of different things, but it's because I'm utilizing my masculine energy and and I don't want nobody to really talk to my wife. I want my Mm. wife, because you... If you study, like, um, the, like, the oracles, right, in Greece, they were, um, nobody talked to the oracle. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: You you hard-pressed to talk to the oracle. The oracle stay surrounded by her three sisters, and they just be sitting in there and meditating. Like, I'd be, like, hoping that my wife... Is happy. <laughs> I hope she get everything that she want. Plus, uh, and I'm not even like that. All I'm not the only person that's like that. Her daddy just like that too. You know
2: mm-hmm. what I'm
1: saying? Like, she should get showered with everything. She should never have to work. She should never have no, like, hurt because that's her power. Because she empowers me to be my ultimate best self. So why then would I be like, all right? <laughs> All right, what you going to do? Like, and this is something that I'm training myself, and this is something that I'm learning with him myself. Balances is me doing everything and her doing nothing. And to the other, and to people hearing that, they like this boy about is crazy. <laughs> but I'm just mm-hmm. in my masculine, and I want her to be in her feminine, and that's where it works. Generally, if we doing everything at the same level, and I know I'm not saying that she doesn't do anything. She does what she wants to do. She never feels, like, compelled to do anything. And she never really, I think, in studying her chart and understanding her temperament, is like she is this princess, she is this queen. And we might come into this world, you know, going to high school, going to college, trying to get a job. But when we study our essence, when we study our energy, it might be that of royalty. Now, if I understand this about my wife, should I just treat her like a regular girl or should I treat her like a queen? The magic in that is that we get, we're so successful. Not like we're just so successful, but we're just, I've never been as successful. She's never been as successful. I've never been as happy. I hope that she's never been as happy. I've never had this state of bliss in my life. And, you know, it's because we understand energy. And then I'm not saying it was always like this. It was times where I wasn't in my masculine. I was chilling and taking it easy. Now I'm up at five o'clock in the morning and I'm out here for my family. And ain't nobody guaranteeing me nothing. And I love that. And every day, it'd be crazy. Cause it'd be like six months. I just get up and get to it, get up and get to it. Not spend nothing. I look at the bank account like, wow, I'm gonna keep doing that. Like, that's fun. You know what I'm saying? So me right right so how
0: personal. so how would you I don't, I don't mean to cut you i just want to ask this very specific question okay. um how how do you how do you exercise your masculine energy like what does that mean to you
1: oh it's specific too it's testosterone when i wake up in the morning okay. i go to the gym can you hear me yes
2: yes, yes can you yes. hear me
1: okay when yes, i wake so up in the morning to- i hit the gym right i hit the gym and then i go to the office and then i work And then I'm available to my family. And then I'm making sure that my wife is happy. I'm making sure that I'm spending time with my child, throwing the football. Um, My whole day requires a lot because I have four small children. I have a wife. I have a business that I have to run. And I have my personal health that I need to take care of. So essentially, my day is pretty filled up. And if I take a day off or if I just be like, you know what? I don't feel like doing this type of stuff and I'm not being my, I'm not in my masculine energy. I'm in my feminine energy. And as the leader of my household, I mean, at this age, I'm 36 years old. I'm 37 years old. When I wake up, I feel fucking great. So I don't, I don't know. Like maybe if I get 60 and I'm tired and I need to take a break, I'll take a break. But as of now, I go hard in there every day. And that to me is specifically being in my masculine energy.
0: Okay. Because so I, so from a personal, from a individual level, because we know as individuals, as spiritual beings, we have, individually, we both have masculine and in, feminine energy in us. And so that right. energy of wanting to move and be productive and get stuff done and just always, like women carry that same energy as well. And so just personally for myself, like, I know I've been, in my journey, I've been learning how to balance those two within myself, like being on the go, always wanting to get things done, being productive, and then also taking that time, that feminine energy to just do nothing and just chill and just rest. So how, like, you talk a little bit about cultivating that within the self and how once you do that, you're able to kind of see a reflection in that in your in your relationships, you know what I mean and how you relate to your relationships once you understand that that balance of energy within yourself
1: right because we do have it both, and then within our relationships, if they're not really discussed, then it's not actually able to be fleshed out, so we can't really find balance so if you are by yourself, you have to be specific about how you understand your feminine energy. Sometimes it's never like doing nothing. It has to be some type of outlet. So feminine energy for me is doing work on a computer. I'm sitting down or I'm standing up and I'm typing. I'm active, but I'm not active active. So for me, that's that's finding balance in the two. I think sometimes if you don't... Yeah. It's passive and active at the same time. So it's like okay. I can't and then how aggressive I am with it. So I generally have goals, and I have real strict standards on myself. So that's kind of more masculine to it. Like another person might say, I'm going to work on this blog, and I'll work on it till I finish or whatever. I'm going to – I got to finish this blog tonight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If it's 700 words, I got to get these 700 words done. So you challenge yourself, too. So that could be another energy where you balance out your masculine energy so or your feminine energy. Same thing as meditation. You could want to meditate, which is very passive, but if you're not masculine strict on yourself, you're never going to find no real um, interest in it. And I guess we could go down the list of everything in life where you have to have some form of balance. So how can I explain this in astrological tar- terms? Mars, each of us has a Mars placement, the planet of action. What is action? Is it's like a straight line moving forward. Just phew, everybody has that ability to get up and go, right? But if you mm-hmm. did that, you would run into a wall. So you gotta have some finesse. You gotta know, all right, slow down, take a left, take a right. So that's Venus. Mm-hmm. Figure out so essentially how do you balance that love? Everything that I do specifically, I love. I don't love it, I don't do it. (laughs) I love having Mm -hmm. a podcast with you. You understand? So I'm active, I'm engaged, I'm present. Otherwise, if it's something I don't want to do, I'm agitated. So essentially I might force my way through it. Now I'm all Mars and now I'm running into a wall. It's because I wasn't able to even be patient enough or passive enough just a little finesse enough to just say, you know what, how am I going to work this? How am I going to tweak this to make this right? So in everything that we do is you got to have effort, but you also got to have some form of discernment. My thing is it's easier to do stuff when you love it, relationships, career, job, whatever. If some love mm-hmm. is incorporated in it, you can figure it out and factor in how you're going to approach it. But essentially, in our minds, we just think, like, say, for instance, we go to a job. We think, like, all right, I'm going to just blow through this day. Then what if something happened where you got a meeting or some BS happened, and now you can't really function? That's where the Venus come in where you have to be, like, all right, I'm going to bring my tea to work just in case some BS happened. i drink my <laughs> tea or maybe i have me a little, little J road or whatever. That's what I used to right. do. I used to have my J's road. Cause I I didn't like being at work, but I knew I could go, lunch, hit that J a couple of times, and it'd be a little bit better for me. But you know, you got to just figure out how to finesse every situation you're in, basically.
0: Right. It sounds like more, it sounds like having like a a self care practice for going hard. Like that's how I look at it. Like, you know, you came here to do some what. You know, you came here to. Get something done, you know it's going to be rough, so you need to have your arsenal of chill with
1: you, yes.
0: <laughs> especially yes. in relationships, especially in relationships a
1: hundred percent
0: so one one thing that one other thing I want to ask you about about this in particular and, and it leads right into it because when you're in a relationship with another person and you're both dealing with life. There, you're, you're going to face certain traumas or certain things will get revealed, depending on how vulnerable you are mm-hmm. in a relationship. And so, when we're talking about having sex or even, well, okay, we know that that creates a bond, right? And and I want mm-hmm. you to go so so in depth with with this particular and and, and the hormones and things like that when we have mm-hmm. energy. Okay. Yes. Okay, but real quick, how does how does healing play a role in sacred energy exchange or sexual energy exchange, like when you are with another person?
1: Yes, for men now, like new men like I say new men this this for instance, a man is turning eighteen today, so for men from that time to men about my age i'm thirty six thirty seven they are i would say. There's no real statistics. It's eight out of ten of them dudes addicted to porn, used to be addicted to porn, or will be addicted to porn at some point. So I say that to say when you get into relationships, there are not pornography exhibitions. (laughs) So the first thing for men is that you have to slow down when you're with a woman because she's not a sexual object. And even more so, she could be something that will deeply affect you when you're alone (laughs) in your one bedroom apartment and she don't want nothing to do with you and now you having mental health issues in relation to thinking with your lower self and not really being patient with yourself so the first things first with guys you got to stop watching porn it's going to increase your magnetism it's going to increase your attraction and it's going to allow you to hold space with a woman because cause, cause I'ma tell you that lower self, you can't, you can't just be like, uh, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll control it. It's, it's not called the snake for nothing. It's called the snake because it's uncontrollable and it'll, it'll get you in a negative predicament. So you gotta really work with yourself. So if you buy yourself, you shouldn't really just be like having sex to go to sleep. I mean, sex or masturbation. These things are like, they're like drugs. And when you get into a real-life relationship, you're going to have to tell them that you're a junkie, (laughs) essentially. So that generally comes up where we're kind of, and I don't know how it is for women, but I know for men and the men that I talk to, which is a fair lot, a lot of men, they've been watching porn off their mom's phone since they was eight, right? You'd be like, all right, mom, can I get your phone? She's like, all right, she thinks you're watching Paw Patrol (laughs) and you on Pornhub. So it's been a perpetual thing that has happened for a lot of our men that we grow up in our formative, transformative years thinking that a relationship is an orgy (laughs) or something weird like that. And we don't know how to properly relate in men and women relationships. So we create personas to create sexual bonds with women and don't know how to develop long-term relationships because there is no actual standard for that right. no more in society.
0: Right. And I would, I would go as far as I'm I, I, That's, that's interesting. I feel like at one, I feel like once certain awareness of sexual behavior, like you become aware of it, you know how to gauge and control, like, I know like I spent this period of time celibate like mm-hmm. for three years yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this, this it. was after i had this was this was after I had my son, and it was intentional mm-hmm. that I did that, and this is for women women who could um possibly relate on the women's side or, or you know it's like mm-hmm. you take that time to really kind of learn yourself, you know what I mean because when you exchange when you're attached it, it is an attachment it's a bond when you exchange mm-hmm. sexually with someone. You know what I'm saying? So when you take that time to just kind of chill on the, you yes. know, self pleasure or or being in action with somebody, it allows you time to really cultivate yeah. a sense of self and learn how to balance your energy without wanting to attach to somebody else to compensate for it because that's what happens on an energetic level, and that's how yeah. I see it. It's like we 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 mate with people and then we become attached because. We're either imbalanced in one of our energies, either masculine or feminine. So we we lust over that instead of learning how to, you know, move on our own. You know what I mean? And so when we yeah. get in relationships, it could be a little uncomfortable because when somebody wants to kind of branch off, or like this is where the abandonment issues come from. Like when somebody wants to mm-hmm. do their own thing, you're like, nah, 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 nah. You know what I'm saying? And then, or you trying to do your own thing, and it's like, nah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it mm-hmm. you have to have that time to to yourself so you don't attach. You know what I mean? Learning how to be Mm -hmm. free in yourself. But we're gonna get more into it. We're gonna talk more about sacred energy exchange and soul ties and we've been talking about astrology, so we're gonna get into that as well. Y'all stay tuned.
4: There's so much space in this bed. These sheets go for miles. Dreams of your smile. I don't want to see just a memory. And I don't want to feel you wings break free. Because without you, I'm lost and I'm free. I gotta be strong now. I gotta show you how I love you like i
2: memory never.
4: Tell you the truth, every piece is for you. I don't want to be just a memory, and I don't want to feel your wings break free. Because without you, I'm nothing. I breathe. I gotta be strong now. I gotta show you how I love.
0: What's good? Y'all are listening to Savvy Sessions. This is your host, Savvy Raw, a.k.a. Savvy, just savvy. This is where spirituality meets reality. We are on Hot Words, Hot Topics on Blog Talk Radio. We are talking about sacred energy exchange and soul ties, and we're here with Kyrie the Hood Mystic. How you feeling, Kyrie? I'm
1: feeling great. How you feeling?
0: I'm feeling great. I feel like we're getting a lot of information okay. out here. This is what I want. This is what I want to do right now. You are. You have courses on shadow work.
2: hmm
0: Okay. Talk a little bit about what shadow work is and how, and how useful it is in 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 relationships.
1: hmm Well, specifically, specifically for me, it allowed me to be truthful, honest, but also compassionate because you needed, I needed that piece too. Because you can be truthful and honest and be very destructive. So shadow work is the part of us, psychologically, we have a soul, right? And that soul is so large that it casts a shadow within our mind. And so what I said is that we have a soul. So if you could conceptualize a soul, it is this great beingness within ourselves. And if we're not actually utilizing that soul, what I mean by casting a shadow is that it's like a negative. It becomes a negative energy or a perceived negative energy. If you are supposed to be the world's greatest lyricist and you never wrote bars, You would be like just that mean person working at a dishwasher place. You feel me? Because it's like it ain't you that's mean or negative. It's just that you're supposed to be somewhere else. And your shadow is going to alert you to change. The reason why it's negative is because if it was positive, we'll get lulled to sleep. So essentially, if you're getting paid a comfortable living wage right now, you ain't worried about hustling up. And trying to get some money about yourself because you feel like you got money. What's gonna make you hustle up and get some money about yourself? Probably losing that job or getting an unlivable wage. Now you're starting to think about other things. So the shadow is negative on its onset, but it has a greater purpose. So within relationships, it's a whole bunch of everybody is playing you and your like y'all playing each other in y'all relationships. Because relationships essentially are a place of growth, development, bliss, right? But if it's assumed that this person just enjoys it here or she likes it or he likes it, but y'all not having real life conversations about the truth. So I think in all relationships, your partner wants the best for you. And if you're Mm -hmm. not exhibiting the best for yourself, your partner might speak to that. I think because your partner loves you, he's going to say it or she going to say it. And if you don't do shadow work, you're going to take it personal.
2: <laughs> you're going to
1: be like, what you mean I need to Listen. lose weight or what you mean I need to do all of this because – why he not telling you nothing bad? Essentially, he telling you right. You, you slipping, you know. It's the shit you don't so, want to yeah.
0: hear, like that you know is true, and you be like, ah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> right. right, Like, Listen, like, cause I bring this up because you know before before getting into the to the relationship that I'm in now, you know I I was like you know I want to spend time and 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 understand my ego, like that's what I said. And damn it, I felt like I regretted it because because your okay. ego gets teared away when you in a relationship and you could be vulnerable about shit, the things that you think you embarrassed or the things you feel like you embarrassed about. You know what I mean? Your insecure points. Right. I feel like all that gets brought out. You know what I mean? Because I, for myself, it's like you can't help help but share that. You know what I mean? Like he's uh, like like my man. He he's brought out so much in me. Like I had an episode mm-hmm. today. You know what I mean? And I was nervous mm-hmm. as shit. Like, oh my God, like I've never broke down like this before. Like, well, like, but he was there and he was supportive. And I'm like, this is why, you know what I mean? So we're able to be there mm-hmm. for each other. And, you know, I feel like people hold so much in um, and they don't want to expose that part of themselves. But that's like the, that's yeah. the, that's what brings you closer. That's what keeps you, you know. At a soul level, to me, and amongst other yes. things, you know what I mean. It kind of puts this pressure. Like I ain't never felt in my life like a little bit of pressure to work hard on myself.
3: Right.
0: You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like that's a key factor. Like this, like the people that you are with, whether it's romantic or sexual, whatever. Like they should make you want to be like, damn, I want to work harder. Like I want to be better. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that we serve as reflections to each other.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But hopefully that person ain't narcissistic and that person ain't got ulterior motives. And hopefully, you know, because certain times it's a thin line because a person can be like, you know, I want you to be like this for me. And if you don't understand the difference between I want you to be like that for you or I feel like you need to hear this, then it can come across as abuse or it very well could be abuse. So shadow work is very much of a thin line of what I said earlier is that compassionate piece. Like you said, he was supportive and he was there for you. He wasn't making you feel uncomfortable for you exploring your truth. And I feel like this is what we need in our relationships as men. We need to be supportive. There's so many different things that our fathers never even knew about, such as things like postpartum depression. I'm sure my dad don't even know what that is for me, but I know what it is. So and my relationship is going to be a hundred percent better because I'm aware of a concept, you know, and I'm not going to leave or trip. If she haven't, uh, if she depressed or if she going through something, I'll seek to get her some help more than take it personal or think that she crazy because knowledge at a certain level could be a form of power. Once you apply what is stated, Oh, Sometimes when after women have children, they may need more support than going out and doing your thing. It's just a thing that you got to be aware of. And I think the men now—not all men, exceptions to the rule—but at least me, it changed me. How I become a father and how I deal with my children and how I deal with my wife. Because sometimes, you know, if mommy needs something, I got to step up, put things to the side, and be. What she can't be right now, and that's okay, you know. So it's it's different, you know. It's different in all relationships, but I think now with so much information, it's so much conversations that we're having, we're we're starting to see relationships improve drastically because we can understand this mental health, we can understand the shadow work, we can understand as men to be supportive of our wives is kind of the cool thing to do, you know at least from my perspective, you know, I could be kind of jaded or skewed, but I think we make improvements in our relationships as men.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, well, like what I'm like, and um, from the, from the, from a woman's perspective, like one thing that I'm learning in terms of being supportive to a man and, and what that really means in terms of allowing, and it works both ways, but specifically, and this is just something I learned from experience. It's like letting the person that you're with, be who they are and, and, and do what they do. Like, you got to get over a lot of, like, insecurity, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And wanting to be a dictator and how somebody else is living their life. Like,
2: um, and I know women specifically, <laughs> you laughing,
0: why you laughing? Why,
2: why you laughing? That's, the,
1: <laughs> that's, that's, that's powerful. But, yeah, we don't understand that or notice that that's taking place either, but it does take place, but we gotta have conversations around that. But go ahead. It's it. It's just funny because yeah, that's that. That's real. <laughs> Y'all do be doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So so look, I'm giving up the ghost. So I gotta be honest, ladies. Like it's like when people say when people when people say you can't change a person, you really can't. You really can't change mm-hmm. a person. Like if you won if you're going to be involved with anyone and I, this took a long time to learn you know what I'm saying I'm being candid I got to be candid with y'all like I've always been that kind of woman young girl that was always in relationships always had a boyfriend always with somebody you know what I'm saying my my most of my relationships were long were long you know what I mean a year plus you know being so young I'm 32 you know what I'm saying right. so it's like I had to learn that that I can't be like dependent on somebody trying to be something for me. Like I have to be, I have to know myself. And I feel like women, this is just being honest, y'all want a, a man to be something for you. And mm-hmm. he's not supposed to do that. Like, he is to be who mm-hmm. he is, and you're to be who you are, and you're to meet together, and you, you, mm-hmm. you know, have your journey and do it that way. But to try to mold somebody to fit your perspective, we have these, you know, you you brought up the porn, but relationships in general, how we see them, and we grew up watching them, mm-hmm. we just kind of get yes. into relationships with these predisposed ideas of what some of the roles, the gender roles, and how a man's supposed yes. to act, and how a woman's supposed to, to act, but... You know what I'm saying? But once you gain a level of self-awareness to know that you're not, um, you're not fated to experience relationships the way people have said and that, you know, you have to, it's not so much loving yourself before you get into a relationship, it's because you find out you love yourself more. You find layers right. of yourself that you didn't realize you was there. You, you The insecurities, you start to love them. You start to walk around not caring if your belly's sagging, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Because yep. Yep. because you're, you feel so free with that person. So you know what? We're going to continue on and talk about this. We're going to get into some astrology. Y'all are listening to Savvy Sessions on Blog Talk Radio, Hot Words, Hot Topics. Y'all stay tuned, man.
3: Gucci I ride with some harness on me I got a Gucci Pull up in a G I put it on 4G I want your body Give me a laptop on the front seat We gon' for an hour Then we gon' go to the back seat When you give me a lap dance Baby, I put the cat seat Run it back, run it back Run it back, run it back Run it back like a track meet Baby, relax me You ain't gotta ask me <laughs> <G-G>. <laughs> I blew a back out Fucking that bitch got it tapping, up? Got me bustin' like bustin' the racks out. I got a ride in the photo, of her, in the front no pull up. I was in the rave at the wide House, bottle the cars of coco I got to drape you up, she got babies just niggas with us. I got diamonds gon' drip on the pussy, keep them in the cut. I keep a bad for her, she know that she comin' of course. Had to throw that bad ass in the porch. got a out of ass to face that ass in the north. Yeah, yeah, she was a lean, she went the Gucci. I ride with some harness on me, I got the Gucci. Full up in a G, I put it on 4G. a G I want your body, give me your left. on the front seat. We gon' pour for an hour, then we gon' move to the back seat. When you give me a lap dance, baby, I put it back seat. Run it back, run it back, run it back, run it back like a track meet. Baby, relax me, you ain't gotta ask me. She wants a lean, On a the Selena King. Eat the pussy with my grandma, put it all on my blame blame. I call up my little mama, she want new Balenciaga. Sippin' sake at the road, cause we can't go to Viniana. 2020, 720s, it's a praise car. Better yet, it's a jet Till my window black Can we copy at the light? Is you in the dark? We go round like some box and shit But I give you way more than three minute increment. I spent on it on the ring on my pinky She said she love me every time when I'm leaving I'm a fucking sexy woman She was a lean, she wanna go Gucci I ride with some harness on me, I got a Gucci in a I put it on four your Body, give me a slap up on the front seat. We go for four hours, then we gon' move to the back seat. When you give me a lap dance, baby, I put it catch me. Run it, back, run it, back, run it, back, run it, back. Like a track meet Baby, relax me.
2: You ain't gotta ask me.
0: Yes, and we're back. This is Savvy, aka Savvy Ball. You are listening to Savvy Sessions on Blog Talk Radio. Hot words, hot topics. We are talking about sacred energies, change, and soul ties with the Hood Mystic. But I have a special treat right now. Related, unrelated, always related. We're gonna talk about astrology real quick and synastry mm-hmm. and and the significance of birth charts. In relationships, so you are you are an astrologer. Astrologer, like you, I I follow your 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 YouTube, and I'm gonna give you mm. I'm gonna give you your time to just drop everything that you do. You know what I'm saying? So the people could find you mm. and contact you if sure. you for these for these services that you provide. But you go in like you follow this like to the T. Mm. So when it comes to to birth charts, what's the significance of birth charts, and then synastry?
1: Sure. Um, So the significance of birth charts, time is like if you study like, you know, intro to spirituality, they start talking about ages, right? And ages are 26,500 years. And so every 26,500 years, we go into a new age. Well, actually, that's an astrological computation of when the sky Will be exactly the same. So every twenty six thousand five hundred years, when you like Google your birth chart, you'll get one chart for this two for this period of time, and that's like one stamp or one ID card or one social security number for the galaxy. The way that the planets are lined up in that twenty six thousand five hundred years time when you are born is the only way is going to be for the next 26,500 years. So your birth chart is insanely unique. (laughs) It's like insane how unique your birth chart is. And the more that you deal with it, the more that you understand, the more that you understand just how unique your imprint, just how you understand how much of a purpose that you have in this time that you are alive. So, It's a great thing to be alive today so you can kind of utilize and kind of pinpoint and accentuate your uniqueness by understanding your chart. So once again, you got your chart, but then your partner has a chart. And the beautiful thing about Sinastri is no specific, particular, perfect way of a Sinastri chart to play out. However there are similarities and things that you want to look for you want to look for in a chart where okay these people work together or even deeper as we started off the conversation what person is your specific puzzle piece right cuz your chart may look a certain type of way and your partner's chart may look a certain type of way and it just works and it fits together what I like to look for in synastry charts is how close are the partner's moons together. The moon travels around the ecliptic every 28 days. That is our most psychic center when understanding astrology. So it's like um, you ever seen those things on social media where there'll be like flashcards and you got a screenshot. And then once you screenshot it, you'll pick like a card or whatever That's what the moon
5: is. So wherever the moon
1: is at, that is like a screenshot of the cosmos. So if like, so me and my partner, our moons are very close. My moon is in, well, no, let me, let me change that. My son is in Leo. Her moon is in Leo, right? So my masculine Mm -hmm. expression is in Leo and her feminine passive energy is in Leo. So what that looks like in real life, I'll actively go out and get it, but she wants it just as bad as I do. So she'll be that support because when we get it, we get in it together. Like my bank account, like all the money that I make goes to her bank account. You know what I'm saying? So that's her moon being in Leo and my son being in Leo is me being out here. But it's easy for me to be out here because I always know that I got my wife in my corner so if everybody like I can't stand you here mystic I know for a fact my wife loves me and whatever play mm-hmm. we about to do we're going to do it together like somebody and Clyde stuff and that's how I <laughs> understand our synastry chart that's All just like right. one level of it but it can go in many different understandings our our Mars and Venus is conjunct so you know and that's in um, where is that at that is in Libra so <laughs> Libra is the um planet of marriage right so our my action is towards marriage and her subjected when she found me when she knew that I was her husband it just locked in so we could go on and on i don't want to do a whole astrology bit but it's really deep no, you can, go, like go anything,
0: ahead go ahead, so, go ahead we got we got some time cuz i wanted to i wanted to to hear your your perspective you know or, or your knowledge on on, on Sinastry. It was, every time I look at it now, okay. it says the <laughs> so nasty, everything. Like
2: yeah.
0: The yeah, yeah. <laughs> nasty like because, you know, just learning about your, your own personal birth chart, if, if anyone's into that, you know, gives you insight on your own temperament. And so, you know, I always felt it was interesting to have that aspect of astrology to see how temperaments work together. Um, and the astrological yeah. influences of that, um, what what would you say is another cuz i know people wonder cuz i'm i'm into astrology i mm-hmm. study it a little bit i do have mm-hmm. i have go ahead and go ahead and drop your information about your book
1: yeah. yeah so one of the book how to read NATO charts easily and effectively it'll allow you to look how the chart is laid out and then you're going to see how the chart is laid out but it's going to be a whole bunch of different people words on what that means but essentially your personal experience And your personal understanding is paramount. Everything about esoterics and occult is found in journaling and writing because everything that you know essentially is within you. The only way that you know it is within you is if you write it. You can think 50,000 to 70,000 thoughts a day. So what thoughts do you gravitate towards? Who knows? But if you write, that is, you gravitate into that specific thought. So Within each paradigm of astrology, there is something within you that will connect uh, your actions, your thoughts, your emotions, and how these things begin to look for you. Then you can begin to set up what I call an inner world. And your inner world is set up perfectly on these diagrams that I got on how to read natal charts easily and effectively. That's the title of the book. You can get that on Amazon or you can get it directly from me at ColumbianExchange.com, and that's exchange with an X. And when it comes to, like, things we're updating that site every week, I suggest you sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll be updated on everything that me and my wife are doing collectively. Like, we're actually executing a plan. That's why I know it's going to be stuff, especially, like, during this season where a lot of online businesses get a lot of tick. So we're going to be really engaged and really looking forward to doing business with a lot of people. So, you know, it's a lot to talk about, but in reference to what you might personally be into, visit the site dot But what I was saying about Sinastri is such a powerful tool that in Hindu communities and in Vedic astrology, people don't even think to get married or even hook up without at least judging or determining the astrological comparisons of both parties in our society is like hyper aggressive, fast paced. You don't have enough time to sit down and look at the chart. However, if you do, you want to start with like the Nishakras. The Nishakras are what they call lunar mansions. Like I was talking about earlier with that screenshot and there's a Mm -hmm. lot of information and verbiage online about compatible The chakras are even organized into masculine and feminine shakras and then they got compatible and incompatible Nishakras. Ten times out of ten, maybe nine times out of ten, you'll begin to backtest, and you'll like, it's almost scary how perfect it is when you kind of determine this like, if once you, like, go online after you get off this call and look up you and your partners in the chakra and then, like, start to do some studying. But as I say, read what you're going to read online, but take your own notes. Get your own understanding about all of this stuff. And so the books that I do and the books that I put really work on you establishing your own cachet, your own understanding of these particular concepts. So... Yeah, chakras. understanding that, understanding if you're a woman, understanding your Venus. If you're a man, understanding your Mars, understanding your seventh house, and then understanding, okay, y'all both have seventh houses in your charts, but how do they match up? How do they align? Are they, is your seventh house in an earth sign? Is your partner's, what is your partner's seventh house in? Is it an air sign? So essentially earth signs and water signs, very compatible air signs and fire signs, very compatible. So within your seventh house, if you got a earth sign and an air sign it's not to say that y'all incompatible, it's just going to be a little bit tricky that y'all might have to talk about certain things and discuss certain things because the seventh house is your house of marriage. And the thing about marriage, it's a long drawn out conversation right? Essentially. It's just this big, huge convo that you have with this person for the rest of your life. But where we Mm -hmm. tend to just have sex with our partners, and you talk about people that you sexually active with, for a majority of people, they can't talk to that person for more than two hours without arguing with them or feeling like they need to separate for them. And that's not really necessarily marriage, nor will the synastry help you. So a lot of times people come to me having difficult relationships with people that they're sexually compatible with, but not spiritually compatible with. And that's more of the biblical equally yoked concept, which would probably be the Sinashi chart of the ancient <laughs> to see if the person was mm. spiritually equally yoked. Because essentially that's right. what you're hoping for, for a long-term relationship, if that's what you're into. But you talked about that earlier about being intentional when we date. So I feel like me and my wife's relationship worked because we both wanted to get married. If we both didn't want to get married, then our intentions would be skewed and create that conflict or tension that tends to happen in relationships without doing all of this nerdy astrology stuff. (laughs)
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah you. I'm glad you brought that up About being in like sexual Relationships as opposed to you know Being in it for you know um, More intentional reasons um, In regards to Soul ties specifically because You made a distinction between like more Soul mate and soul ties and I feel like soul ties Come from those sexual Relationships so how would, how would You advise Like people who are into like heavy Spiritual work even like Occult magical practices because people talk about breaking soul ties because we have connections with all these people we've been involved with and all this and all that right so w- what has been your way of looking at or dealing with releasing it, the the energies and the experiences and emotions tied to past relationships prior to being in the the, the marriage you're in now?
1: I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, spiritual baths. Like, that is what helped me. Yeah, that's what set reset my energy. Because I can remember clearly having negative, traumatic, toxic relationships. And it just weighing me down. Like, just only way I could describe it is being in a time loop. And there's just no escape. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, I just want to be free from this energy. And I'm so free from it, I'm trying to remember how I was feeling. Like, it's kind of hard to even remember how it would be feeling to be trapped in a person's vortex and wanting to just escape it. And just feeling like this person is out to get you, just trying to mess up your life. And Maybe they is, maybe they not, but you just not right because you done have sex with this person. And you want to reset. You want to start over. I don't know nothing that worked for me as effective as taking a spiritual bath where I sat in there and I can feel the energy releasing. And for me, I did a whole period of cleansing, a whole period of bath work. And then I got to lighting candles and burning incense and I bought pink candles because I was like the next relationship that I'm in she gonna be my wife because it wasn't nothing like i couldn't get a woman but i just felt like the type of women that i was attracting just wasn't trying to do the same things that i was trying to do so i did a lot of purity like i'm talking from a man perspective you don't hear a lot of men talking about this but not at
2: all
1: you know what i'm saying I, I i i had to purify my body purify you know sit in bleach water you know uh <laughs>
2: Just sit, sit <laughs> there, yes.
1: hot, that bleach water, and just all of that energy that was on me from that relationship, from that person that didn't want to, they didn't see life as beautiful as I saw it to me. You know what I'm saying? And because they didn't see it as I saw it, it created a whole lot of negative tension, a whole lot of negative energy that I purified it. I cleared it. It's so many things, so many times I didn't took spiritual baths that I'm an expert at that shit. I feel like I'm going to get my candles together. I'm going to get my crystals together. I'm going to get my herbs, get my tea bag. And we about to sit in some water and we about to reset our energy, reset our aura. And so it's like, I feel so empowered after I get out of a spiritual bath that I'm going to attract what I need to attract. I'm going to get what I need to get. Because I didn't know that at first. I didn't know it was going to be that life-changing of an experience. I only say that through experience that what works for me, setting me up for getting into a relationship or changing or shifting jobs or whatever I'm doing, just resetting my aura, I got to sit my ass in that water, We 70% water, you know, and matching that frequency, that Himalayan salt. It really does something to your life, your beingness, your spiritual connection, your modality of attraction, and removing some of that toxicity from those abusive and you know harmful relationships, where that is a modality. Even deeper, Christians get baptized. It's the same thought mm-hmm. process. Mhm.
0: So I, I definitely when you get I baptized
1: I, – go ahead. Go ahead. No,
0: no, no. Go, go, go. go. Talk, talk, talk. Well, I was okay. Just, before you, I'm, I was just I'm gonna cue you to say, back in on that. Uh-huh. I would see back in on that because I was going to mention how symbolically, right? Because, you know, I'm into symbolism. And, and when we talk about mm-hmm. spirituality and, and, and the symbolic use of these practices in terms of your spirit and cleansing yourself in this water, because water is symbolic of emotion. And yeah. it's, it's it, when you're cleansing yourself and you talk about using the salts, I know that has alchemical properties as well. Salt is a purifier. It's also a preserver. So it's like you set your intentions in this water for shit to be released and you let it drain. You know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> you let it drain yes. That's for anybody who's, who's curious about spiritual baths and how they work practically. It's like you you put your intention into this water to release this emotion and it's the emotions that get tied to these past relationships yes. that we have. And also, you know, if you, if you follow, I know you do chakras as well. I'm going to let you do your drop on mm-hmm. that because you're an author and you mm-hmm. put together some some heavy information. But your sacral mm-hmm. chakra is your sexuality center and your creative center mm-hmm. and your center of emotions as well as the others. Mm-hmm. So primarily, that's how I see it. So when you're mm-hmm. releasing, your, your intention is to clear those areas so that when you, you know, you're able to become aware of yourself and your sexuality and you know how to, Engage in relationship better when you're aware of that. So I, you know, go ahead, go ahead, and go ahead and, and get into what you was gonna say about the baptism because I felt like that was gonna be deep.
1: Yeah, because think about the most important aspect of becoming a Christian is the baptism. Like it ain't nothing necessarily that makes you a Christian other than getting baptized. You gotta have a priest and all of this, and literally all we do is dunk you into some water and lift you up again. Essentially, you can baptize yourself from the negative energies and relationships yourself. But you got to consecrate the water. It has to be serious. You got to actually want it to remove those emotions. And everything that you just said is Bible. Our emotions are literally the tie to that person. It ain't nothing else. We're emotionally tied to that person. And either mentally we know we shouldn't be in that relationship or our hormones and our bodies are attached to that person. And if we don't want to be in that relationship and we can't emotionally separate from it, the key to it is tapping into the spiritual bath. That is literally where spirituality meets reality.
0: I say, I say. So go go ahead. You know, um, we wrapping this thing up real quick, but I want to do something. I want to have you drop your handles on social media,
1: your your yeah.
0: website, if you can, to the people right now. Go ahead and do that. Yeah,
1: everybody, tune in and tap in. My wife got a new book coming out November 1st. It's titled Womb. It is a cycle tracker. It is aligning your cycle to the moon and not the other way around. It's a beautiful work. And if you want to purchase that, get that at com with an X. We're sending that out. November first to all of the people. Uh follow me on social media. Just look for Hood Mystic, the Hood Mystic. Uh that's basically it, man. Um if you do need to contact me directly, the easiest way to do that, Hood Mystic at Gmail dot com. I will respond to your emails. And if I don't respond and it's been a long time, just send me another email. I probably overlooked it. Don't take it too personal. Um, but I try to get back to people as soon as possible.
0: I say, I say, it was great having you on today. We were talking about sacred beautiful. energy exchange, y'all. The, the internet is a vast place. Do your research. We encourage everybody to do your research on these things as you awaken and you learn yourself. My name is Savvy Raw, aka Savvy. I am a lyricist, a practicing yogi and dancer, an intuitive healer. A diviner and an avid occult and spiritual researcher. Okay, my you can find me on social media at she calls me savvy on Instagram. I also have a YouTube page, a YouTube channel. You can follow that at Savvy Visions. Um, Hood Mystic, you also have a channel as well, is it, right? Go ahead and drop that.
1: Yes, Hood Mystic, just Hood Mystic on YouTube. Follow me as soon as possible.
0: All right, guys. Yeah, so next next week on this third Tuesday, we're going to have Ovacy Views with Gigi, the storyteller. Her topic is are you shamed for smoking marijuana? I don't care. I smoke. Could you smoke?
1: <laughs> I smoke. We big smoke. smoke. We big smoke. <laughs> <laughs> smoke. Right.
0: That's going to be the topic next week with DV the Storyteller. Today we're talking about relationships. So love on somebody. Love them. Cherish the people that you're with. Be patient with each other as you're healing. Encourage each other. Make sure you're taking time to yourself. Make sure your time, you're tuning in to the things you want to do and having intentions with everything you do. That's from relationships, that's to your career, that's to what you're about to do after this goes off. Make everything in your life intentional and have a focus for it. We out of here. Peace.
2: Peace. Good morning. Good morning.
4: You're a hit in my give I'm yearning But I think I gotta to with you Let me have